wrestle not against flesh and blood. Victory is a goal for every battle. Get set for an empowerment to conquer in the battles of life as you listen to Encounter with the Truth by Pastor Sami. Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 downwards this month we are sailing on the prophetic team engaging supernatural weapons for my all things new blessings for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. This man, every high thing will be brought down in Jesus' name. Every captive will be set free in Jesus' name. Any hold upon your life, you are getting free from it in Jesus' name. So we are sailing on the prophetic team, engaging supernatural weapons. For my all things new other blessing. Our objective this month is to know the weapons available for you and me for us to use to work in our all things new other blessing. The goal of the month is to help you to use the weapons throughout the year so that you will not be eluded in the blessing that is available this year for you. Now, on the Sundays, the teaching series is titled, I am destined to win. I am destined to win. Praise the Lord. Good. I am destined to win. I am destined to win. In 2 Corinthians 2.14, he said, now thanks be unto God who always caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus and make it manifest for us the server of his knowledge to us in every place. Now thanks be unto God who always caused us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. So Christ has destined you to win. That victory is in the knowledge of him. He said, which always caused us to triumph in Christ and make it manifest the server of his knowledge Say, I am destined to win. May you be a winner this year in Jesus' name. May you win in your marital destiny this year in Jesus' name. In your career, may you win in Jesus' name. May you emerge triumphant in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, you are designed to have continuous triumph. He said, now thanks be unto God, which always caused us to triumph in Christ Jesus. May you triumph in everything this year in Jesus' name. That issue that has been a challenge this year, I decree this month, may you see triumph in it in Jesus' name. That your health issue, may you see triumph in it in Jesus' name. Amen. That financial issue, may you see triumph in it in Jesus' name. Amen. He said he always caused us to triumph. So you have been designed to have 
a continuous triumphant life. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 18 it said the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more it shineth more and more unto the perfect day the path of the just is as a shining light it shines more and more so god's word also makes you to understand that you have been designed to have a life that shines more and more you have been designed to have a life of glory that is from glory to glory you have been designed to have a life that is from faith to faith. Your destiny is not programmed to come down. Your destiny is programmed to always go up. It's programmed to go up. It's programmed to go up. You know, to the believer, death is not going down. Hear it, hear it very carefully. Death is not going down. Death is a program to go up. For you as a believer, you need to understand that all things work together for your good. So something that might look down is a stepping stone up. To be absent in this world is to be present with the Lord. You know, uh, the psalmist said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Praise the Lord. To the believer, death is not downward trend. It is a stepping stone up. Uh, it is a revelation. You need to dig deeper to understand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, you have been designed for a glorious life. Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 But we all with an open face, beholding us in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit of God. So you have been designed for a glorious life. This life is a life that is programmed for shining. I decree that may your life begin to shine this man in Jesus' name. <laughs> Any light in you that has dimmed, I decree this month may it become a shining light in Jesus' name. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So understanding all this, it is important for us to know that your ordination as Christ is a winning ordination. You are not programmed to lose. You are programmed to win. So this year, your marital life will do well. Your financial life will do well. Your career life will do well. Your health life is doing well. Things that you have never expected really is happening to you in Jesus' name. Why do I know that? Because my life is designed from glory to glory. Praise the Lord. Why do I know that? Because I am designed to shine more and more. Praise the Lord. 
Shout hallelujah. Now, in this ordination to win, we must understand that when a person comes into Christ, he is redeemed. You are redeemed. In Christ, a man is bought back. Revelation chapter 5 verse 9. Revelation 5 verse 9. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou was slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood. The word redeem means purchase. Everybody say purchase. Everybody say purchase. Everybody say purchase. So when Jesus died, he used his blood to purchase man out of every tribe. Out of every kindred. Out of every tongue. Out of every people. And out of every nation. So when Jesus said his blood, he used his blood to purchase, to buy. Praise the Lord. To pay the price for you and me from our tribe, from our tongue, from the nation we come from, from the color we come from, from the continent we belong. He pitches everyone with his blood. Hear it very carefully. He pitches. So this redemption is there for everybody. But not everyone has benefited from it. Praise the Lord. Those who commit to Christ are the ones who are redeemed. And the very moment you get redeemed, hear me, when you give your life to Christ, he has purchased you out of your kindred. Do you have another version there? Give me another version for this forward. To mean things to us. Good. You know, he said they sang a new song. You are ready to take the scroll and to open the seals. Because you were slaughtered. Listen on. And you redeemed people for God by your blood from from number one. He said, from your tribe. From your tribe. From your tribe. From your tribe. I, I, want to, I want you to get something today. From your tribe. And language. And language. And people. And nation. So, when a person comes into Christ, in the spirit, you no longer belong to the tribe you came from. You no longer belong to the language you speak, the people that you are at the language, you don't belong there again. That is why you speak a new language. We call it tongues. Praise the Lord. You no longer belong to the people. Yes. This people is talking about your, your you know, they, they have categorized human beings into different. Uh, black African, black American, black whatever, white whatever, yellow whatever. Praise the Lord. 
whatever category they categorize you, he said, in Christ, you no longer belong to that people again. And then, Nisi. You no longer belong to the nation you are resident in or you were born in, that you are carrying the passport. You don't belong. Are you here with me? So because of this, hear me, when a person comes into Christ by redemption, we are talking about, I am destined to win. So when we come into Christ, we all have, we all begin with the same level. Whether you are white or black or yellow or green, hear it well. Whether you live in a village or you live in a town. Whether you are living in one room or you are living in a mansion. In Christ, we are all pitches the same time. We have been loose from the tribe, from the people, from the nation, and from the language. So we all have the same beginning in Christ. Everybody in Christ have the same beginning. Everybody. So you don't need to envy anybody. You don't need to run away to anywhere if God is not sending you to go. You don't need to see anybody to become it because God has made all of us the same. We have the same beginning. So because of that, what then has God made you at redemption? Number one, he has made you a shining light. Everybody say shining light. When he redeemed you from your tribe, your language, your people, and your nation. In Proverbs 4, 18, he said you as the just now, your path is as a shining light. So when you come into Christ, irrespective of where you live, irrespective of where you come from, irrespective of what you think or what you don't think, God has made you a shining light. May your light begin to shine from today in Jesus' name. May your light begin to shine from today in Jesus' name. Hear me. Please go to 2 Corinthians 2.14. Your triumph, I'm talking about destined to win. Your winning, your ever continuous triumph is based on understanding the server of the knowledge of God. What God has made you. I no more think as a Ghanaian or as a black man. So I don't place myself under any limitations of Ghanaians and black people. Are you here with me? Why? Because Revelation 5, 9 tells me that I've been purchased out of my nation. Out of, so I'm not thinking as a Ghanaian to limit myself with the limitations of Ghana. Do you understand? Why am I thinking that? Because that the, that's what the word says. That I've been bought, purchased out. Praise the Lord. So, number one, when he purchased you, he has made you a shining light. Everybody say, shining light. Say from today. Oh, I can't feel you. Say from today. My light is shining. My light is shining. My light is shining. I am a shining light. Praise the Lord. Number two, you are not just a shining light. In Matthew 5, 14, in redemption also, when he pitches you out, he has brought you into something. And what has he brought you into? He said, ye are the light of the world. 
a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So he took you out and brought you in and made you a city that is set on a hill. Say, I am a city set on a hill. I cannot be hidden. Shout it, I am a city set on a hill. I cannot be hidden. Praise the Lord. So you you have been purchased out and brought you in. And what has he brought you into? He has brought you into a city on a hill. You cannot be hidden. So that is what you are. The server of his knowledge at redemption reveals to you that you are a city set on a hill. You cannot be hidden. Your business cannot be hiding in a corner. Praise the Lord. Your life cannot just be helter skelter roaming here and there. Your life is designed to be a city set on a hill. Anytime we are looking for you, we have to raise our head eye. Praise the Lord. A city set on a hill. That cannot be hidden. I pray that may that grace come upon you in Jesus name. May the Holy Ghost quicken that potential in you and make your destiny this man rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. Anything that have taken you down, I command by the anointing of the Holy Ghost begin to rise in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. He took you out and brought you into Number three, what does he redeem you into? In Second Peter 1, verse 3 and 4, he said, According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us his exceedingly great and precious promises, that by this ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. What has he brought you into? He has also brought you into and has made you to have his divine power. Divine power. So that you can enjoy all things. Praise the Lord. He has given you his divine power to enjoy and manifest all things that pertains to life and godliness. He has given you his divine power so that you can enjoy and manifest all things that pertains to life and godliness. So when he pities you, he also gave you everything he has to be able to enjoy anything he enjoys and to be able to manifest anything he can manifest. I decree in your life this month strange manifestations in Jesus' name. Any kind of negativity in your life, by the divine power, I bring it to an end in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So, he pitches you out and gave you his divine power so that you can manifest and enjoy the things he manifests and the things he enjoys. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
praise the Lord. Now, to manifest these things, to manifest these things, it is important for us to understand that we walk in the flesh, but we do not walk after the flesh. The understanding of it must be very clear with you. That though you are destined to win, but you don't win with natural weapons. You win with supernatural weapons. All these ordinances will come when you employ supernatural weapons. Praise the Lord. Not unya se ode sunsum akonde. Praise the Lord. Good. Wonderful. Clap your hands for the Lord. So it is very, very important that these supernatural weapons are understood because those are the weapons that will help you to see your denaces. So today, I just want to explore one of the weapons for our manifestation in our denaces in redemption. Praise the Lord. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 7 He said by the word of truth by the power of God by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left hand. Praise the Lord. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on your left hand and on your right hand. To see this manifestation, there are certain weapons. You say, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on your right hand, and on your left hand. Praise the Lord. There are certain winnable supernatural weapons that every believer, if you will manifest your ordination and redemption, you have to engage. You need to engage them. Praise the Lord. If you don't engage them, your ordination in redemption, your potential in redemption will never manifest. Until you employ these supernatural weapons, you may know your ordinations, but you will not see the manifestations. It is not just knowing that is important. It is the manifestation that makes the difference. Praise the Lord. And for the manifestation of your ordained blessing to come, you need to engage these weapons. And today I am exploring the armor of righteousness. Everybody say the armor of righteousness. Everybody say the armor of righteousness. To win as a believer in life, one of the armors you need to carry is the armor of righteousness. You need to receive righteousness and you need to live righteously. Please hear it well. For you to see your ever triumphing life as a child of God, you need to receive righteousness and you need to live righteously. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21, 
He said, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So for you and I to walk in our manifestations, we need to first receive righteousness. That you become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But that alone is not enough. After receiving righteousness, you also have to live righteously. Everybody say, live righteously. Say, live righteously. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 6 and 7, he said, whosoever abide in him sin not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither know him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. So you receive righteousness and you live righteousness. Let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as God is righteous. Praise the Lord. So the armor of righteousness is required for you to walk in your ever triumphing life as a believer. In this year of all things new, if you can see the blessings in all things new, then it requires that you and I need to carry the armor of righteousness all through the year. Praise the Lord. You need to carry it. You need to carry it. You need to carry it. It's important to understand living righteously requires that you walk on a certain path. It requires that you stand in a certain way. It requires that you sit on a certain seat. Praise the Lord. Righteousness requires actions. Please hear it very carefully. Righteousness requires action. It requires you stand a certain way. It's an action. It requires you sit on a certain seat. It's an action. It requires that you walk on a certain path. It's an action. In Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. He said, blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. So there is a certain walk. Nor stands in the way of sinners. So there is a certain action of standing. Nor sit on a certain seat of the scornful. Is a certain action. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. It's an action. In the law do he meditate day and night. It's an action. Praise the Lord. Then his blessing will come. So, walking righteously requires standing in a certain way Walking on a certain path, sitting on a certain seat. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So to carry the armor of righteousness requires receiving righteousness and acting righteously. The action aspect is very, very important. Praise the Lord. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now, what is this righteousness? Quickly. Number one. 
it is refusing to defile or contaminate oneself with what is sin. Refusing to defile or contaminate oneself with what is sin. Daniel. He refused. He purposed in his heart. Daniel 1.8. That he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Joseph. In Genesis 39.8-9. But he refused and said unto his master's wife. Behold my master was not what. My master wanted not what is with me in this house. And he has committed all that he has to my hands. There is no one greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness? And sin against God. In a perverse generation, wickedness is called scholarship. Like the generation we live in now. What is wickedness? People call it scholarship. Joseph said, how can I do such wickedness against God? In our generation, we don't call it wickedness. We call it scholarship. In a perverse generation. And that's what we are seeing. Yes. In a prevention reason. So what is this righteousness? Refusing to defile or contaminate yourself with something that is sinful. Praise the Lord. With what is sin? What is sin? That Daniel said, I will not defile myself. Everyone is taking bribe. I will not be part of this bribery thing. I will rather die or to take bribe. Praise the Lord. Yes. I will rather wear tattered clothes as a young girl than to sell my body cheaply. Contamination with sin. No, any contaminated thing is not used. When food is contaminated, what do we do? When water is contaminated, what do we do? Anything contaminated is not of use. Sin is a spiritual pollutant. It contaminates destiny. When you allow it, it contaminates you and then it makes you not useful in destiny. God gave me this revelation early in life. I don't look up to any man irrespective of what he has if he doesn't know Jesus. It doesn't matter what placement he is. He is not a point of reference to me in anything I do. Because anything contaminated has no value with God. It is man that will value it. But in the eyes of God, it has no value. So what is this righteousness we are talking about? Number one, it is refusing to defile or contaminate oneself with what is sin. And all these things are accents. Joseph said, I will not. How can I do this wickedness? It's an accent. Daniel said, I will not defile myself. It's an accent. Praise the Lord. Number two. What is this righteousness? Let me be quick. It is departing from iniquity. The armor of righteousness. 
departing from iniquity. In 2 Timothy 2.19, it said, Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord stands sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every man that nameth the name of the Lord. Wow. Depart from iniquity. Let every man that calls on the name of the Lord Jesus. He said, if you call on the name of the Lord Jesus, by standing, depart from what? Iniquity. Iniquity. So the armor of righteousness that we are to engage this year is to stay away from iniquity. Expose wrong things. Don't cover up wrong things at your workplace. Expose it. Don't say it's not a nyamian. Expose. He that knows what is good and does not do it to him is wrong. Praise Expose it. Don't cover sin. Expose. He said, depart from iniquity. That is righteousness. That is righteousness. That is righteousness. Holding on the armor of righteousness. On your right hand and on your left hand. The armor. For you to walk in your destined triumphant life. Praise the Lord. Stay away from corruption. Stay away from crookedness. No crooked man ever wears a crown. You are, you are too, you are too honored to be crooked. God has made you a king. You are too honored to be crooked. That you are, you are, you are left, right. You are, you are, you are here and there. You are too honored to be crooked. Yes, because you are a king. You are a prince. If you are crooked, you never wear a crown. God will remove the crown from your head. Praise the Lord. Somebody is blessed. Armor of righteousness. We are living in the days people cannot stand for what is right. Because what is right to God, to men, is not right. Praise the Lord. And many believers are sad. Coming to wrong things. It seems like the faithful are no more there. That is what the psalmist said. I think Psalm, whatever, Psalm 12 or some, some, he said, he said, Oh, the faithful, they fail. They fail. They fail. Yes, there's, there's, no, there's no right person again. But thank God, God is finding you from today in Jesus' name. Yes. He said, help Lord. For the godly men cease. Put it in the other verse that Luke uh, Mordi was. He said, help Lord. For no faithful man, no faithful one remain. Abba. Yes. That's the kind of generation we are in now. He said, help Lord. For no faithful one remains. Look, go to our offices in Ghana. You, the right person, you are the one they will, win, they will make wrong. You are the one they will make wrong. Every office. What is right? They, they, they want the wrong things. The lawyer have disappeared from the human race. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. The reason why you and I need to carry the armor of righteousness is this. Uh, what, are we, uh, what, uh, what are we deceiving ourselves for? 
we cannot live righteous. We should stop following God. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. But that is your, your lot. It's your dignity. Carry the armor of righteousness. Carry it. Praise the Lord. Oh, sometimes it's amazing. As, as I believe you all agree with me. You go to certain places. The one that is wrong is the one they are making right. And the one that is right is the one they are making what? Yes. Because he doesn't know somebody, or because he doesn't have money, or because his face doesn't look nice. He doesn't have his, his what do you call it? His tribe person. He can't speak a certain language. And somebody went there and spoke a certain language. He that is right is the one we are making wrong. We are making wrong. Yes. No faithful man remains. But thank God you'll be found faithful from today in Jesus' name. God is making you faithful from today in Jesus' name. What is this righteousness we are talking about? It is solely, it is living solely by the truth of scriptures. Living solely by the truth of scriptures. John 17, 17. He said, sanctify them with thy word. For thy word is truth. What is this righteousness? Living solely. Praise the Lord. By the scriptures, the truth of scriptures. Sanctify them with thy word. For thy word is truth. It is important for us to acknowledge that to live righteously, to be able to carry the armor of righteousness, there is the need for us number one not to love the world nor the things in the world any man that wants to live righteously your first point is this love not the world nor the things in this world First John chapter 2 verse 15 to 17 Look, the very moment you love this world and the things in this world, you can't live righteous. You can't live righteous. He said, love not the world, neither the things in this world. Hey, love not the world, neither the things in this world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If the love of the Father is not in you, you cannot live righteous. But it's of the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He said, it's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Praise the Lord. So to live righteously, we are looking at how to live right. Number one, love not the world, nor the things in the world. Please go to the system. You know, the very moment your eyes uh, keep looking at things and it wanted. The very moment your flesh keep perceiving things and you desire it. The very moment your soul keep pressing on things to become something. 
then you know that you have lost the love of the father. If all your decisions is based on what you see, <laughs> it's based on what you want. It's based on where you want to be. That is why you are doing what you are doing. Then you know that you have lost it. The love of the Father is not in you. Praise the Lord. Yes. So righteous living requires that we love the Father and then deny the world. Deny the world. Deny the world. Number two, how do we live righteously? Make a choice for God always. Daniel said, I can't do this against God. Joseph said, I cannot do this wickedness against God. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? Yes. Jesus. He made a choice for God. Paul said it in this way. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. The verse number 10. He said, ye are witnesses. And God also. How holily. Justly. Unblameably. We behave ourselves among you that believe. Yes. Yes. For you to live righteously, you need to make a choice for God. In your work. I cannot defile myself with this. For the sake of God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I can't do this for the sake of God. Joseph said, I cannot do this wickedness against God. So it's very, very important. Make a choice for God. In our offices, let's make a choice for God. In our career and profession, let us make a choice for God. In our relationship, let us make a choice for God. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it seems like, even in the church, a lot of people are proud. Yes. Make a choice for God. With humility. Yes. In your marriage, make a choice for God. You don't do the wrong thing because the other party is doing the wrong thing. Make a choice for God. Praise the Lord. Yes, make a choice for God. That is one way you can live righteous. Everybody that lives righteous made a choice for God. Number three. How do we live righteously? Keep the right company all the time. Keep the right company all the time. Don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't sit on the seat of the schoolful. Yes! Keep the right company all the time. King Jehoshaphat was a righteous king. Very good one. Very powerful. He joined affinity with Ahab. I'm, I'm surprised. Je Jehoshaphat, Ahab, the son of Omri, this wicked evil king, and a righteous man like Jehoshaphat, joined affinity with Ahab, and followed Ahab to war. Praise the Lord. Immediately he came. God sent a prophet to him. There are some people, look, please, don't make yourself like you are Alpha and Omega. You, you are God. It is you that know love. There are some people, God doesn't want you to join affinity with them. Irrespective of whatever you are. Huh? Joseph, do you know, Joseph was having a good conscience. 
Oh, Ahab is my brother. Because Samaria, they are, they are all Israel. Now, let me see how I can also help my brother. He went to Ahab. In Second Chronicles, let's read the Chronicles. Second Chronicles 19. Start from verse 1. When you read the verse 18, Joseph joined affinity with Ahab and went to battle with him. They went to fight. And he, God saved him because they, they, they would have killed him. Ahab was white. Ahab told Joseph, Me, I won't wear my kingly clothes, so you wear yours. If you ask for him, open him, I'd never know more Huh? Last time I'm catching up, he said, because of the wickedness of some people, when you go to their house, in the ground floor, there are wild dogs. When you go to the middle floor, they have lions, they are trained there. When you get to the third floor, they have eagles there. Why? Why do they have all those things? They are living in fear. Because of their wickedness. The wickedness, what? They do. Do you understand? It's not they are, they are, they are looking for security. If you haven't killed somebody, what, what are you afraid of? That you have wild dogs down, you have lions in the middle, you have a, what do you call tigers at the last floor, and then at the end, you have eagles. What are they there for? Praise the Lord. What are they there for? Because of the wickedness of their life. Praise the Lord. Yes. Okay, so when they came, Second Kings and uh, Second Chronicles 19, verse 1. And Joseph, the king of Judah, returned to his house in peace to Jerusalem. So he had a very clear conscience. Ahab is my brother. Let me join him. He's going for a war to help him. Are you here with me? Yes. I'm saying that don't make yourself Alpha and Omega. Because you are not God. There are some people God doesn't want you to join affinity with them. After he came, verse 2. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Should thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? You know, sometimes when you hear some people passing, people that hate God. And we are staying away from them. They have openly, clearly said that they hate you. God. Hey, this is the Bible. Uh, Joseph is a righteous king. When you read three, they'll say he, he went on to do the good things. But because of this, God became angry. God became what? Angry. God became angry. God became angry. Uh, move on. I haven't finished reading. Verse 2. He said, Should thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord, therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Uh, that, that's, Joseph didn't do anything. He just went to support Ahab. Who is a brother in a way for battle? And then God appeared. He didn't know when God sent a prophet to meet him. He said, You, should you help those who hate God? Help the ungodly. People who clearly stand for evil, they stand for abortion. They stand for destruction of the church. They stand for things, anything God they are against. They are the ones you, you support. They are the ones you support. And the prophet came and warned him. Says, should thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee. Huh? The things which are written are four times. Romans chapter 14. Somewhere. Is it 15, 3 or something? 
put it there, Romans. He said the things that were written aforetime, they were written for our learning. Romans 15:4. Look for it there. I want to make a point. For whatsoever things were written aforetime. Huh? Number one. He said, were written for our learning. That through patience and comfort of scriptures might have hope. So God wrote that thing about Joseph to tell you something, you and me. That people that hate God, ungodly, we don't join affinity with them. Because when you do, you also incur the wrath of God upon you. Joseph, when you look at the kings of Judah, besides David, one of the kings you can confidently mention is Joseph and Hezekiah. Praise the Lord. Somebody is blessed. So to live righteously, keep the right company all the time. Learn to know who to be a friend. Learn to know who even to help. Don't say this is my profession. This is my profession. Learn, hear me. Learn to know who to help. Even your profession not what withstanding. You are a legal practitioner. What is wrong is wrong. Don't look for money and go and make wrong thing what right. It's simple. What is wrong is wrong. Naturally, But You are a believer. You are not a worldly person. We are Christians. Your moral principles should be clear. Should be clear. Should be clear. Our police officers. What is wrong is wrong. Praise the Lord. What is right is right. Praise the Lord. Yes. What is wrong is wrong. What is right is right. Hallelujah. Now, concluding, what is in the armor of righteousness? When, when you carry the armor of righteousness, number one, your life will be exalted. It's openly clear. Arm of righteousness exalted people. Proverbs 14 34. Righteousness exalts a nation. So if it can raise a nation, you as a person, it can it can raise you higher. Praise the Lord. Righteousness exalted Daniel. He was relevant in four successive governments. Different governments. Babylonian, the Persian, the, uh, what do you call it? The Assyrians. Oh, one person. It's, it's not like one nation and it is different political parties. So no, this one is different people from different somewhere. Do you understand? But because of righteousness, he was exalted from history. He was in politics for 65 years. And he was in high office under different regimes. Praise the Lord. Why? Because of righteousness. Righteousness exalt. Number two, what does righteousness do? Righteousness makes great. We saw it in the life of Job. In Job 1, 1 to 3. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was perfect, upright. The man that feared God and eschewed evil. Number 2. There was born unto him seven sons and three daughters. 
And the substance was also 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camel, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 sea asses, and a very great household. This is where my point is. So that this man was the greatest of all men of the East. Righteousness makes greatness out of a person. It makes greatness. So as you carry the arm of righteousness this year, everything God has said concerning you, you will see it happen manifestedly because it makes great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Be on your feet. You are here this month and you want Jesus in your life. Somebody here needs to give his life to Jesus. Something might change in your life. You need that Jesus. I want to pray with you. You want to say Jesus will become your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You want to say I need Jesus. If I die today, I cannot make it to heaven because my life is not right. Lift your right hand and I'll pray with you. In somebody's life. Say, Father, I thank you that you died on the cross. For me, today, I ask you, come into my life. Become my Lord and Savior. From today, I will follow you and serve you all the days of my life in Jesus name we trust that you have been blessed by the word of God we would love to have you worship with us at Conquest Global Ministries Takrade, or call us on 0243 287 958 or 0246 111 278 you are blessed